Welcome back to this special summer edition of Cooking with an Italian Accent. After our trip to the Alps, now we're traveling southward, towards the heel of the boot of the Italian peninsula, Salento. Today's guest is Nina Gigante, a wellness, food and travel journalist and a qualified holistic nutritionist. While we were in Salento to visit Tommaso's family, I was continuously texting Nina to have advice on where to go, shop and guess what, eat. Thanks to her tips, we discovered my favorite brioche in Salento. In the following conversation, you'll hear us talking about what is home for Nina, what she likes about Mediterranean cuisine and what to see, where to eat and what to buy in Lecce. Nina will also give us a tip to visit a less known turquoise lake surrounded by a Martian landscape right there in Salento. So now, listen to this episode, join the conversation online and enjoy this little preview of what a holiday in Salento feels like. Before the new episode, I would love to thank you for your precious support. I'm touched by your comments, humbled by your feedback, happy to know that this podcast brings some peace, inspiration and practical advice. If you want to stay updated as not to miss a single episode, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share Cooking with an Italian Accent with your friends. This will help us be more visible so that new people can discover us and share the same passion for Italian food. Finally, remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode show notes. And don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia. I am a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, juleskitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and you are listening to the second season of Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 4. Okay, here we are today with my friend Nina. Uh, welcome here. I'm so happy to have you in this third special episode of our podcast with the interviews. Ciao, Giulia, and uh, so thank you for having me. So can you briefly introduce yourself? Okay, so hi, everyone. I'm uh, Nina Gigante. I'm from Puglia, better known as the heel of the Italian <laughs> boot. And... Um, so what do I do? Uh, my love for food, wellness, travel, communication, so many things, led me to be a journalist. I have a master in uh, publishing, a degree in holistic nutrition and oriental medicine. And uh, well, for five years now, I've been writing regularly for a weekly and monthly magazine, women magazine actually, and uh, as Donna Moderna or many others. And um, yeah, about nutrition, travel, food, uh, cuisine, <laughs> and many things. I also work as a consultant for brands and uh, digital PR and strategies for Apulian hotels and uh, mm-hmm. masseries. 
So when I met you, uh, I met you online, you were in London, I think. Yes. Then uh, we got to know better while you were in Italy and especially in Puglia. So what is home for you or better, what is home for you? Okay, that's a really good question. I've just bought, literally just bought last week, um, her house, my first house actually in Lecce. Um, let's say is in Salento and uh, as freelance journalist I can work basically from anywhere so after many years as you said of living abroad I was in Cambridge in Rotterdam in <laughs> Barcelona in London um, and almost actually 10 years in Milan I said okay I have to buy a house <laughs> and I want to buy a house in Puglia so um, yes I plan to stay as long as possible uh, over there and uh, I always describe myself as a reverse compass. So we say in Italian, a bussola in contrario, al contrario. So a reverse compass because I travel the world, but then somehow I always end up in South. And <laughs> I, at the moment I'm talking to you from Umbria, uh, a beautiful region in mm -hmm. the very heart of Italy, near to Tuscany. Yeah. And uh, because my partner Andrea lives here and is a freelance journalist so he can work from anywhere like me and we are actually planning to spend um, some months here some months in Puglia with our son we'll <laughs> our next January so yeah. let's see yes That's, yeah. it will be an exciting journey in oh God. every possible <laughs> sense <laughs> for sure in every possible sense so maybe the best way to discover where home is <laughs> yes exactly yeah exactly and you write about um, wellness and nutrition you said yeah. so which is your approach to food and cuisine in general okay uh, well um i think we are it's a very important point now uh, because we're actually getting to the point where food is finally seen as much more than just ingredients that yeah. we, you know, put together in a pot. So for, I don't know, the pleasure of the mouth of, or the belly. Uh, of course, it's a matter of pleasure, but it's a complex matter because we carry uh, in the food we eat and we, we make for, we make for others, uh, our family tradition, the relationship we have with meeting our needs and desire, uh, our story, our personal story, our daily routine, how we, uh, you know, the way we manage stress or working tasks and so much and much more. So um, I always say that it's true, we are what we eat as, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Paul and many others say, but also we eat for who we are. So mm. the pandemic, you know, has shown as us um, how much cooking can be a matter of comfort, but also something really fundamental for our health. So yeah. now I think we know for sure that everything that matters to us, uh, you know, health, longevity, health of the planet, um, I don't know, even our mental health is related to the food we eat on a daily mm. basis. So we don't need, you know, it's not a matter of giving up everything mm -hmm. if we don't need to giving up everything i don't know every month there is something we should you know yeah. cut out yeah uh, so me. sugar yes. uh, yes. meat exactly. whatever meat mm -hmm. cheese whatever no but we i don't need it's about giving up something i just think it's about you know be really conscious of what we eat mm -hmm. uh, it's a matter of awareness it's without giving up pleasure Mm -hmm. um in food and nutrition there's no you know this kind of 
uh, one size fits all approach is wrong. It's totally mm -hmm. wrong. Everybody is different. Everyone mm -hmm. is different. There's a story. It's a different story. And I just think everyone really needs to discover which food, food yeah. fits one's body and mind the best. So yeah. that's it. Well, that's that's so incredible. It's also a way to get to know yourself, I think. Yes. yes. Uh, since uh, you know, when I was pregnant and now with Livia, I realized that really I want to have a very positive approach to food yes. uh, because it's the best way to teach her how to have a positive relationship with food and her body. And yeah. so it's a, it's a never ending uh, learning experience, yeah. even though, you know, um, almost, I mean, when this episode will be out, I'll be 40. Okay. <laughs> and, and you still, and you still discover uh, new things about your relationship with food, with ingredients that really makes you feel good and in different moment of the year you know yeah so you, yeah. you really tune in with the season so now i really feel good eating certain vegetables and big salads and maybe in winter i really need soups or more meat than i eat now yeah. so yes. it's yes. it's a matter of yes. really listening to your needs and yeah. to what your body and yeah. and, and mind need. and mind and yeah. mind yeah Absolutely. they have two different things and they have they have two different needs no yeah so yeah it's just a matter of listening to listen to ourselves yeah yeah and listening to you i discovered one of my favorite food in salento Ooh, cool. <laughs> a little behind That's the scenes i was searching for a nice spot for breakfast in lecce when i was there last month with tomas and livia and usually we go to um a cafe that uh, it's quite close to tomas's um uncle house uh luca capilungo where he has very good pasticciotti very good rustici i wanted to try something new and she told uh, me that told me to go to um my uh help me yeah it's a fun name yeah and i had the best brioche i had in all my life and it was oh unexpected God, I'm so happy <laughs> I didn't know that was the specialty of the house, uh, yes. but I just wanted to try something different from um, pasticciotti. Yeah, pasticciotti. So I tried this brioche and it was like, wow. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, I fell in love. And Lydia loved that too. I gave her two, three crumbs of the brioche and she loved that too. So yeah, <laughs> speaking of Salento, <laughs> <Great>. no? <laughs> yes, yes. Speaking That's of great. Salento, cuisine. Um, what do you like about the, the Southern Mediterranean cuisine? And which are, according to you, the most important ingredients of the Salento cuisine? Okay. Um, I may say not just Salento, but you know, all the Apulian food is actually really actually uh, related to some staple ingredients. Mm -hmm. Because back in the days, um, Apulia was known as the granary of the peninsula. Mm -hmm. So everything is in our cuisine, from brioche to pasticciotti, <laughs> is, is basically made with wheat. Especially a, a, a particular kind, which is called semolina or mm -hmm. durum wheat. Durum wheat. Uh, yeah. So with this flour, we basically made everything, make everything. So uh, fresh pasta as orecchiette, baked good as, uh, I don't know, uh, taralli mm -hmm. or focaccia or panzerotti or food <laughs> or whatever so um yes wheat is very very uh, something peculiar about you know the, the apulian cuisine in general and then we are we are a land of olive groves so 
we don't have any butter basically in in the cuisine but it's just, it just really rely on uh, on olive oil olive and, oil uh, yeah olive oil and then we have so many fruit trees and uh, you know vegetable garden and so actually uh, the typical apulian uh, cuisine it's a kind of vegetarian um, mm -hmm. you know cuisine because if you think about I don't know, orecchiette with uh, cime di rapa, or favette cicoria, mm. or uh, even panzerotti, or focaccia, or frise that are kind of, you know, toasted bread with tomatoes and olive oil. It's, it's really a matter of fresh produce and seasonal, of, of course, vegetables. And, uh, and then we have some, I don't know, fish or meat, uh, but it's a small thing. It's more about, yes, the land and, yeah. you know, the, the season the again yeah yeah absolutely that's fantastic yeah, and yeah uh, um so my favorite ingredient from puglia from my past life when i used to work with olive oil is definitely the olive oil it's oh. uh, it's very different from the tuscan olive oil but i think it marries beautifully the bitter vegetables uh, often wild foraged herbs and mm -hmm. also um, like burrata. So it's a yeah. perfect match yeah. because it's a contrast of very sweet, milky burrata and uh, fresh, green, bitter olive oil. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. perfectly balanced. It's, yeah. it's incredible. So one I of the reasons- a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful risotto with burrata. Oh. Yes, you do a really <laughs> Yeah, with well, so good. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are, the ingredients are just incredible and I'm what I like is that it's uh, they are you are very close to the producer so yeah uh, the, the the cheese farm behind the corner there's especially in Porto Cesario I remember when mm. when we are there in the morning you exit from your house and you find this little man uh, old man with the with a cart selling the vegetables from the countryside yeah. so you yeah. know it's definitely in season picked in the morning yes. and then sold yes. after a few yes. hours yeah so this close relationship same, to land yeah. is incredible and the same is I don't know for fish yeah so you know when you go to buy fish you never go to somewhere where you don't know you go mm. to i don't know my mom goes to dino to buy fish sure. to yes, Richa, exactly. to buy fruit exactly. and to you know it, it, and you know that he is he just went to i don't know yeah. fish that kind of fish and it's so fresh and yeah. still alive and it's the same for yeah uh, yeah burrata or like don't you yeah, dare maybe. going there to buy fish because like in Tommaso's family we go there and that's the only place you are allowed to buy fish so I'm always it's a, a little know, bit intimidated family, yeah, <laughs> of course of heart, so <laughs> yeah yeah and do you have favorite recipes yes from the Apulian cuisine that's how we work <laughs> mm, favorite recipes so many gosh um, <laughs> um okay uh, let me think no okay because it's summer Mm -hmm. I would say, uh, let's talk about one of my favorite treats in mm -hmm. summer, caffè leccese. Ah, yes. So it's a <laughs> double espresso. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, with, with the brioche is, you know, a perfect match. And uh, it's a double espresso uh, over lots of ice and a splash of almond milk. Actually, mm -hmm. it's not really uh, a almond milk. Mm -hmm. It's not a... Um, almond syrup yeah so it's mm -hmm. a bit more you know with this kind of sweetness and yeah. aroma and actually it's the perfect match because it really counterbalances the bitterness of, of the coffee mm -hmm. so um the story behind the caffè leccese is beautiful and a couple of summer ago i think i was in salento 
and um, you know th this kind of cafe leches are now is very popular all around the world even nespresso did a mm. kind of capsule collection oh, really about, mm, so a couple of i think two summers ago or something like this and so uh, donna moderna this women magazine i work for they said why why you know why so popular what tell, tell us the story so um, the story is beautiful and I love to look up for, I always love to, to look up for stories behind the food, no? Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, this recipe, um, the recipe, okay, was born by chance, you know, mm. as all the best recipe. And of back in the 50s, you know, having a fridge, having a fridge in, in the house was a luxury. So people used to go and buy ice from the factory. And the owner of this ice factory in Lecce used to welcome his customers with a good coffee and uh, a handful of ice chips, uh, you know, because it was so hot in the summer. So coffee with ice and these ice chips was, was better. So at some point, someone decided to add a splash of almond syrup. We have this almond syrup in, during the summer with just with ice and water mm -hmm. usually, more like orzata, like, yeah. a, you know, a refreshment. And uh, so, yes, that's it. The, the, there was like a boom for everyone. And this man that was the owner of this ice factory now is Mr. Quarta, who is, you know. Ah, the, that yes. coffee, really. Oh, okay. That's the yes. favorite, Tommaso's favorite coffee. <laughs> yes, it's like a religion in, uh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in Salento. Okay. Yeah. And so, but he was, a, uh, you know, the owner of an ice factory. Ah. And then after this invention of this recipe, he became basically, yes, the, the, I think the biggest, you know, uh, yeah. coffee producer yeah. in, in, uh, in Puglia. So, yeah. That's incredible. Maybe <laughs> in our, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the package we received from the South, you know, the Paco da Giù, there's the always, <laughs> always a pack of Cafe Quarta. And when we drive back from Puglia, uh, this year we brought back three kilos of uh, coffee, coffee beans, Cafe Quarta, of course. There's nothing uh, else yes. allowed, yeah. just Cafe Quarta. That's, that's incredible. I didn't know it was yes. him. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a curious story. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommaso yeah. will love that too. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your favorite recipe from Salento. Do you have yeah, a favorite? In, in the recipe? summer, yes. Let's say, yes. yes. A treat, a treat during yeah. the summer. Yeah, and do you have a favorite recipe from Italy? Let's you know broaden our. Um, I don't know. I loved everything. Mm. You know, I lived so many years abroad, and I really love uh, ethnic cuisine. Or, mm. You know, my 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 kind of cooking style is very. I don't know. I use a lot of spices, mm -hmm. and uh, when I was living in London, uh, I loved Ottolenghi and everything he made for <laughs> me. It's amazing. Um, but yes, you know, Italian cuisine is very, very rich and uh, I would say pizza or risotto yeah. or something like that. I'm not a really big fan of pasta. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I don't know, talking about uh, Italian food, but also there is a wonderful Apulian um, um, recipe uh, that is favetta in cicoria, mm -hmm. that I mm -hmm. really love. And it's like pure, pureed fava beans with dried fava beans. Uh, which is kind of sweet, but you counterbalance with the, um, some boiled bitter wild herbs, splash of lemon, some toasted bread, and I don't know, a good read of, of yeah. olive oil, and, uh, and that's it. I love yeah. it. 
I thought one of the first issues that I learned from uh, Tommaso's family, Tommaso. of course, because for us in Tuscany, fava beans are just fresh uh, yeah. spring, fresh fava beans with pecorino. That's it. Yes. Dry yes. fava beans uh, were quite new for me. But then when we discovered, I mean, this recipe, now we always have a little package of dried fava beans in the pantry because once in a while we like to make this. And it was one of the first food I made for Livia while Ooh. I was, uh, you know, winning her because nice. it's uh, vegetables and then you have the proteins from the fava beans and some boiled potatoes as well to make the mash. Yeah. So it was perfectly balanced and just like the son, the, do- the daughter of an Apulian man, she loved the <laughs> bitter greens. Like she was eating that with two hands. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a very nice. good dish. Yeah, it's a very good dish. Yeah. Super Livia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after having explored the Salento and the Apulian cuisine, let's have a look at Salento from a touristic perspective. So um, uh, what do you like from a touristic or landscape art art history perspective about this part of Italy? Okay, so uh, when we say Salento, we used to say Salento is a land of sun, sea and wind, no? We Mm -hmm. say il sole, il mare, il vento. And uh, and actually um, it's light. I mean, Salento is the easternmost part of Italy. Mm -hmm. So the first sun of the day, every day in Italy, is born here. And um, um, I don't know, these sandy and rocky beaches and these incredible, always refreshing wind, I think are three of the reasons why I love this part of Puglia. And with all this wind and sun, nature is wild and Mm. always blooming, uh, even during the wintertime. And uh, even if it's a peninsula. Uh, hi, when I, I'm there, I have the feeling I am a, like a kind of an, an island, mm-hmm. but, you know, less so. And um, in some part of Salento, they actually speak Greco, which is a proper language uh, closer actually to, to Greek than to Italian. And I don't know, when you lie on the beach sometime, or, uh, you know, sometimes the radio picks up Greek. Yeah, 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 true. I love this because it's Greece is really just over there, no? It's just across the sea, and um, and sometimes during winter time, it's like a I don't know a, a mirage, a miracle, and you can see mountains in the sea, in the middle of the sea. Ah, they actually have the Balkan. Wow! In, it's incredible. It's like, <laughs> it's like a dream. So the point is, being uh, going back to your question, um, I when I'm there, I feel how much you know this sea really can connect people instead mm-hmm. of dividing yeah. Them, uh, yeah. dividing us also. And how much all these people are really connected. You know, yeah. we all share a uh, Mediterranean. Exactly, heart. exactly. And, and, and I love here um, the Mediterranean way of thinking. We say in Italian, we say il pensiero meridiano. So, um, you know, this kind of little treat, we have la controra, so mm. this little nap after lunch or this common sense of belonging to something that stands you know, in between the lands. That's what Mediterranean actually means. And I think always we should remember that. And Salento really, you know, for me is this kind of connection through, through people mm-hmm. and through places uh, just across the sea. Yeah, uh, it's incredible. And now that I see Salento with this perspective, I, 
probably I understand why I like this so much and why I feel like I belong there, even if it's just, you know, an acquired belonging because it's yeah. from Tommaso. Yeah. But I feel like I, I've always belonged from, you know, that land because we are, we are all sharing the same origins. Yes. Basically. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we are there, because mm. when we will start traveling again and planning our holidays, yes. what should we see? And most importantly, but we have always uh, already touched this, but what should we eat there? Okay, so let's say something uh, more peculiar, maybe about Lecce, because mm -hmm. we, we, we talked about San Lenzo, yeah, so let's, yeah. let's talk a little bit about Lecce. That is, is this wonderful Baroque city. Uh, it's the capital of Salento, we mm -hmm. may say. And uh, from a cultural point of view, but also a culinary point of view. So I would suggest when you are there, when you arrive in Lecce, to start your exploration of the city, uh, walking through Porta Rudie, which is actually one of the stone door uh, of the old city, and then just, you know, wander around the, these historic centers, strolling by, I don't know, little streets and places and um, Baroque churches or old fashioned buildings, and then little artisanal shops and bakery and cafe. Uh, I would suggest, of course, to stop in Duomo, du Duomo Square, which actually look like a perfect uh, theatrical Baroque scenery. Uh, maybe you've seen last, you've seen this place last year because um, Dior um, chose this square as scenery for this international cruise. And uh, I also love the, the part of the, the Roman theater, which actually is uh, like the, um, the edge from the, you know, the historical part, the historical part from the new part, the modern city. Uh, with, I don't know, contemporary shops, restaurants, cafes. And uh, as you said before, if you want some suggestion to eat here in Lecce, Cotognata Leccese mm -hmm. is my favorite. Absolutely, the, I agree. For the, reason, <laughs> for the reason you discovered yourself, for the, for the brioche 100%. And it's my, you know, uh, place where I go for the second breakfast mm -hmm. and uh, and then there, there is another place uh, really cool and really nice in a small uh, small square it's called doppio zero like the flower and uh, it's really close to the Duomo and uh, it's a eatery bistro with craft beer local wines uh, typical dishes from Apulia but also uh, you have some I don't know mm, uh dishes from greece or so it's a really yes the mediterranean we talk about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah ah, fantastic about that. Mm. <laughs> so um we uh, tend to visit salento at the beginning of summer and mm. every time uh we not this year but we witness a kind of mass tourism being there mm. uh according to you which would be the most respectful and sustainable way to experience salento Okay, so first of all, uh, I always suggest everyone to come here out of season, mm -hmm. because I think it's really the best way to experience Puglia in general and Salento, which, as you just said, um, in particular, I would suggest to come in spring, so yeah. April or May are gorgeous here, you know, the sun starts to feel warm on the skin, uh, you have short sleeves, you, you can even go swimming sometime in May, and, uh, you know, the, the earth is bursting with yeah. flowers and colors, and but also really September or October are wonderful. 
you can actually swim until November usually. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes, because you know the, the the sea is so warm and still still really uh, you you enjoy the water and it's fresh and and beaches are empty and you really feel as you are I don't know on a desert island somewhere. <laughs> so it's it's magic. Wow. So we are definitely planning to visit uh, Salento and Puglia in spring next year, or maybe Ooh. September, October, uh, definitely we're going. Also because um, I don't, uh, I really can stand the heat. And so summer yeah. can be sometimes yeah. unbearable. Challenging. All yeah. over Italy yeah. now, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about what to visit. Uh, there's yeah. more than Gallipoli and Otranto, of course. Yeah, for sure. So where would you go for a day trip or for a long weekend? So we are curious about hidden gems and unique experiences. What would okay. you suggest us? So one of my favorite phrase, I think, you know, in the world, it's um, behind Otranto. Mm -hmm. It's called the Palacia Lighthouse. It's Faro di Punta Palacia. Mm -hmm. That this lighthouse is the proper easternmost point of Italy. Mm -hmm. And the perspective of the land and of the sea you get from the top of this lighthouse is breathtaking. Wow. And uh, a few kilometers away, uh, you can also visit, um, we called it Il Lago di Bauxite. It's a Bauxite lake. So basically, it's an artificial lake created by, uh, I think, in the 30s or something like this, by miners of Bauxite. Now the mine is closed, but the blue lake stands above the wow. red land as a dream. So you feel like, I don't know, walking on the moon or mm -hmm. I always feel like David Bowie in Life on Mars because <laughs> actually it looks like Mars. Wow. It's everything red with this blue water coming from, from the land. It's wow, it's amazing. It's incredible. So they're really, really, yes, hidden gems that you just said. Nobody goes there, but it's wow. Wow, it's incredible. Just to have, you know, a, a different perspective on a beautiful land. Definitely. And yeah. which edible souvenir would you suggest us to bring back home from Salento or even not even not edible? So souvenirs from Salento. OK, um, no, some edible, I think. Yeah. Take with you. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do this. Um, apart from, you know, uh, yeah, ceramic pottery, there is a beautiful art, as you just discovered mm -hmm. yourself. Um, no, I always leave Salento with a pack of frite, which actually mm -hmm. are, uh, yeah, toasted bread, like round shapes, uh, baked and uh, toasted twice. And, uh, and you actually just need in summer to toss it with water, olive oil, tomatoes, oregano, and burrata, if you wish. Mm -hmm. and, and that's it. It's beautiful and so quickly and easy to make. And, uh, and yes, even if I'm not the biggest fan, I would say some pasticciotti, a tray of pasticciotti, yes, <laughs> yeah. take with yourself. They're a bit too sweet for me, but I know, yeah, you know, everyone yeah. loves it. And um, so they are this typical small cake uh, with a casket of puff pastry and uh, a heart of custard with a, sometimes with a black cherry. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're actually originally from uh, Galatina, but that's another story. It's a, it's a long <laughs> one, it's beautiful. So another, another time we will another talk time. about it. Yeah, and we also like to buy almonds mm. uh, because we, we eat a lot of almonds during the year. Si, so si. we often try to buy uh, almonds in bulk. So one kilo, two kilos si. of almonds local si, and we si. brought back home. Capers, 
because yeah. I really love the tiny, tiny capers. It's impossible to find them here. And I usually uh, use one, two kilos of these tiny capers a year. So that's how much capers I use. I love, I love capers. <laughs> so they are like packed with flavors, so tiny, so explosive yeah. in the flavor. Yeah. And then sun-dried tomatoes. Uh, we mm -hmm. often make pesto with that and we buy some dried tomatoes and what else? Oregano. And I was really impressed oh. once I went to the market to buy oregano and they asked me, from which coast do you want the oregano? Because it's different if it's from it's the different. east coast or the west coast. Different yes. smell, different aroma. And yeah. so I said, both. <laughs> I tried both of them. <laughs> Why choose, you know? <laughs> so this is what we usually pack in the car yeah. uh, coming back home. Next time, I'm thinking now, uh, you can also uh, try to buy some um, pulses from Zollino. Mm, so yeah, it's a really small, tiny, actually, more than small. It's a tiny uh, little village mm -hmm. in Salento. And they have this um, pisello nano from Zollino. It's a, basically something, it's a kind of lentils or pea, little peas, mm -hmm. but it's just from there. It's oh, like... Wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing. It's so sweet, and uh, you you use it like lentils. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So definitely it's a style one. Okay, next time I'm going to try that as well. <laughs> we can go together to buy that. Yes, yes, I do it. <laughs> and now I have my last question, uh, because one of my favorite way of traveling is through replicating recipes from a land. And so, uh, could you suggest us a cookbook about Salento cuisine? Okay, so um, they just actually published a very good one, I think. Mm. It's called Che Fai Mangi. So uh, what are you doing? Are you eating? Something <laughs> like this. And uh, it's, a, it's a small book uh, published by Moscara Associati. Uh, it's called La Cucina della Taranta. And um, it's from um, a lady who was, um, uh, is an she's an expert of cuisine, but also art. So, and stories, and um, it's a very, um, I don't know, they say it's the first sentimental cook mm. cookbook from Salento. And you can find recipes, of course, but also illustrations, stories behind this slow Mediterranean living. Oh, and uh, to me, um, a very interesting aspect was also of the book was that it lies in, um, in the research of the matriarchal matrix of Salento mm. cuisine. So uh, there is also, you know, a, a really uh, perspective on the women that really shape these recipes. So mm -hmm. it's interesting from many points ah, of view. Perfect. And the recipes are so good. So Okay, I'm going to buy this like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll okay. send to you. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much. It has been a Thank pleasure. You. I just want to remember everyone that uh, in these episode show notes, they will find links to your profiles and to the books you mentioned and the places you mentioned so that they, they won't miss anything. And thank you so much. And I can wait to meet you in thank real you. life, either in Umbria yes. or Salento, everywhere. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Grazie, so grazie much. tanto, thank Giulia. A te, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao grazie.